Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the entrepreneurs, business executives, and community leaders, sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville area, which represents one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities and economies in the United States, and is nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. I'm your host, James Bell, and this special series spotlights the Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit, featuring live recorded conversations with the thinkers and the doers shaping the future of global tech right here in Bentonville. We're bringing together voices from the event to share their company stories, personal insights, and those unique hashtag Because Bentonville moments that define our community's character. Join us as we explore the innovations and experiences that are driving growth and fostering a culture where technology meets the essence of Bentonville. Let me introduce you to Sapna Ramachandran, who is the Vice President for Talent, Experience and Culture at KiteStream Technical Services. Sapna, welcome to the show. Thank you, James. It's ha- I'm happy to be here. Well, glad to have you. Will you share with the Bentonville Beacon audience about yourself? What would you like them to know? Um, first, first of all, I'd like everybody to know that I'm originally from India. I came to the United States about uh, 15 years ago, and I've lived in Bentonville uh, for about 10 years now. So Bentonville is my home now. Wonderful. Well, what was that like coming from India to uh, to Bentonville? Yeah, it, it was a, a huge, challenging transition. Um, it... Um, it was a culture shock. It took me a lot before I could accept and for it to sink in. Um, and I say a lot, probably about two years uh, before I could accept um, that I'm away from home and trying to build my life and my future here. So yeah, it, it has been uh, quite a challenge. Wonderful. Uh, okay, when I asked you a question, I didn't uh, tell you I was going to ask, but how has uh, Bentonville helped you live your best life here? Um, I, I've said this before, a lot of people know this about me, but um, I think what really triggered for me was um, one time we were just traveling uh, back from a long trip and when we uh, landed in Bentonville, my son said, um, mom, we are home. And that hit me so much that I was like, this is home for us now. And I keep telling my husband too, I think we have the best of everything in Bentonville. So there's no, um, you know, going out of here. This is home for us now. So we're going to retire here. You bet. Um, Okay, well, let's talk about KiteStream Technical Services. What is it, uh, what's the problem that the company solves and then who do you solve it for and how do you do that? Yeah, KiteStream Technical Services is, uh, uh, in my opinion, one of a kind of a company. Uh, We are focused in retail technology and uh, we specialize and have expertise in point of sale systems, payment systems, Uh, we do e-commerce, loss prevention, and uh, some of our service offerings are really durable product teams, uh, you know, strategic custom design and development, strategic consulting, and what we like to call as uh, co-engineering. Um, so 
two main things uh, is is what makes us who we are. One is people and one is technology. Uh, so people who enable technology are actually uh, our product and that's why we are in the business of both. So the problems we try to solve is really for our customers who are looking for help in point of sale systems, who are looking to move away from legacy um, and transition into uh, new gen uh, technologies. So we have a really amazing team who helps with a lot of consulting, telling uh, leadership of different companies to tell them which route they need to go to, what tech stack they need to work on. So, so all of that is what most customers today need. Oh, perfect. So you're a Bentonville-based company, and how long have you been around? Yeah, we um, are here in the heart of Bentonville. We are on Walton. Uh, we've been around for 25 years, and uh, super, super proud that in a week's time, we will be celebrating our 25 years anniversary. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, anytime you can celebrate a quarter of a century at a company, that is amazing it in and is. of itself. It, it says is. a lot about the company. It is. And, and the I, people. Yeah, and I just want to add on to say that um, we, are, we are definitely a people-first company, but we also want to instill in our people the value of giving back to the community we live in. So uh, we, we do a lot of volunteering work, social responsibility is one of our core values. So our people really feel like, um, you know, they are a part of the community, the larger uh, well-being of the society. So, so yeah, that that is very important to Kite String. Yeah, and I really appreciate that. And one of the ways that you do it is uh, at the chamber, serving as I a board do. member. Will I you talk am, about that? Yes, I am extremely proud uh, to be on the board of the Greater Bentonville Chamber of Commerce, and uh, been there for about two years now. And I've really enjoyed my time uh, working on different projects. I've um, really helped with uh, some strategic planning sessions. I've been a part of, you know, talking to uh, our the other parts of Greater Bentonville, like Pea Ridge and Bella Vista, talking to the mayors, trying to see how we could all work together and come together towards a common goal. So uh, pretty happy about uh, my role at the chamber. Well, as one of the staff members of the chamber, I appreciate it. Thank we you. We really appreciate your leadership. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, let's talk about uh, Tech Summit. Uh, is first the first question I have is: Is this your first time at the Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit, or no, how long have you been, I've been attending? around for a while now? Uh, Tech Summit is very special to me, um, especially because uh, I've always been in the tech recruiting space, and um, you know, coming here, having a presence for Kite String, and meeting so many different people, networking with people who are looking for jobs, who are looking for uh, somebody to help them with uh, their projects. So all of that is like super close to my heart. I'm also on the executive committee of the Tech Summit. Uh, work closely with Chris Adams, so uh, super, super happy to be here. Perfect, and um, let's talk about then, I'm gonna switch back to Bentonville for a moment. I'd love it, uh, Sopna, if you could share a hashtag because Bentonville story. That's something that happened or a moment in time where you look back at it and you think, you know what, I think that could only happen in Bentonville or describes the essence of the place. I think what, <laughs> what really describes for me the essence of Bentonville is, um, not just one story, the entire experience of these last 10 years put together for me, James, um, has been uh, 
has been heartwarming because uh, for somebody like me who a woman of color who's who comes from you know thousands and thousands of miles apart uh, who has no family no friends no support system here to come and feel accepted uh, the local people and everybody around here have accepted me uh, with open arms and um, and that speaks volumes of 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 a, of of this place it it tells me um that uh, you don't have to be a certain color or a certain race to to be accepted um, because there are good people everywhere and it wouldn't have happened anywhere else for me other than Bentonville. Wonderful. That's one of the things I love about this place is how welcoming it is. I tell people all the time my favorite neon sign in town and we've got quite a few of them. <laughs> right. It's actually right behind on on the banner it's right. you belong here. Yeah. And that play that that just describes to me the essence of this place in a big way. I think so too. Yeah. So uh, we're going to close this out with one question. I'd love it if you could give advice for the folks who are listening or watching out there. Um, what should, if they want to get involved uh, in tech, how do they go about doing sure, that? And what sure. should they do? So there are a few different points I'd like to say, especially if you're starting your career in tech. Um, first is, uh, I think you should identify what skill or what area you want to go in because tech is so vast, IT is just so vast and it can be overwhelming if you don't know exactly, um, you know, what, what field or what area of tech you are going into. So that's one thing. Secondly, if you're out there, if you're actively job seeking, if you've applied to different companies, you should start preparing for the interview. That's very, very important as somebody who's, who's sits in on technical interviews, who watches technical interviews almost every day in my job. I think if you brush up your coding skills, there are so many tools out there like a Hacker Rank, Hacker Earth, where you can go and practice coding sessions, you know, basic algorithms. So if you go do that, um, understand the basic foundations of of technical concepts like the object-oriented uh, concepts and things like that. Also know what to talk about your projects, what tech stacks you worked on. So if you, you know, you the best way to do it is probably stand in front of a mirror or have somebody mock interview with you. So doing that is another good way of um, preparing um, to get into tech. And lastly, my piece of advice would be um, if you, once you get a job, once you move into tech and start your career, Always, always be driven and dedicated. Have the passion for it. Don't just treat it like any other job because you are in an important role where you're creating software solutions that could make a difference to your customers, to the community at large. So, so always take your job seriously. That, that's wonderful advice. I love the advice of standing in front of a mirror. Uh, yeah. You stand in front of the member, mirror, recording yourself, whatever makes you most uncomfortable, right. actually. Um, you know, and I also like, uh, you know, maybe maybe not for this since you're not pitching something, but but do it with your do it with your parents or people who kind of feel a little intimidating when you're you're yeah. answering those questions. Yeah. Uh, do it with your friends and tell them, no, no, no I need you to actually. Criticize me. Give me the honest me and, opinion. And, 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 yeah, give it to me. Give it to me rough. You know, just, right. Tell me. Tell me everything that's yes, wrong. Right. Uh, but uh, I also love that you said, uh, "Be driven and dedicated and passionate about what yeah. you're doing." There is no reason to do a job if you're not 
yeah. uh, there because yeah. you're going to be very miserable if you're not. Yeah, I feel so. like a lot of people strive really hard till they get the job. And once they get the job, they become very complacent and they're like, oh, I have a job. I'm getting a salary now. So, yeah. but I think there's more to it. You know, you got to, got to know that you're making an impact. Absolutely. Well, Sapna, thank you so much for taking a few minutes with me and with the Bentonville Beacon audience. Thank you so much for the opportunity, James. Let me introduce you to Tiffany Benitez, who is the president and founder of Women in Technology of Northwest Arkansas. Tiffany, Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Hey, what would you like the Bentonville Beacon audience to know about you? What I would like the Bentonville audience to know about me is that um, I am passionate and crazy, have crazy energy around impact and change, and just um, that I'm excited to be back in this community, lived here previously, and back here locally, and just ready to jump in and impact and change. Excellent. Where did you move here from? Metropolitan Charlotte. Wonderful. And are you originally from here, or did you spend some time here, go and come back? What's the story there? Yeah. So I actually grew up in Hawaii, um, oh, ended wow. up in North Carolina. Uh, my dad was military, so he retired there, did most of my adult life there. But I moved to Northwest Arkansas to Bentonville um, in 2015-ish. I took a role with Walmart, okay. um, lived here for a couple years, went back to Charlotte, um, and my husband and I wanted to come back and finish raising our family here. Perfect. Well, that's why we came here, too, is we wanted a great place to raise our family and a place we would never leave. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, Will you talk about women in technology of NWA? What's the problem that you solve? Who are you solving that problem for? I suspect that I know there. Uh, and uh, how are you doing it? Yeah, actually, so the Women in Technology of Northwest Arkansas was started out of a need. Um, there was, There is a need in this community. When I moved back, I wanted to not start something. I actually wanted to just plug into someone else's something because I know how much I've run nonprofits and I know it's a lot of work, um, but there were no women in technology groups. And so um, it stemmed from the need. Um, and then as soon as we launched the organization, um, it's, it's exploded. We've had between 70 and 150 people at each of our monthly events. Um, but who we are is the essence of, of who I am and what I stand for. Um, most of these groups are social groups, and so they have a networking and connection piece, which we also do have, hence the monthly events. Um, but there is passion for Women in technology, the numbers, right? We have 32% of women in STEM. So if we are going to change those numbers, it means there's some action that has to take place that is beyond networking. Um, so the other two pillars of our organization really exist around education and certification. So how do we bring more women into technology? How do we enable them? How, if they are in other careers, do we provide them uh, resources and certifications to bring them into technology? Um, and then beyond the certifications, we've got to give them the education and prep them to be able to pass those certifications. Um, so that is what our education pillar does. And then finally, it is really important that again, if we will change those numbers, that we will have to get to our little girls and boys alike, right? This doesn't happen without our male allies. So we will have to get into our community to those girls and boys shooting for 12 plus age. Um, and we are actually launching at our December 11th event, our girls in tech program that will target um, going into the schools, going into the community, providing connect, like networking, that same networking and connection that we do for adults for our boys and girls as well. Well, I love hearing that as the father of a three-year-old and then a three-year-old boy and then a 
we'll call her a minus two month old girl. Uh, so a girl coming in December. Yay. I love hearing these opportunities uh, for uh, my children and what's coming for the future for them. And thank you for the work uh, that you do. Um, I think about how it connects to my work as an economic developer. And first of all, anytime you can create more diversity in anything, especially in the career field, that's a big deal. Um, but just thinking about where we are nationally, nationally, the workforce participation uh, rate is pretty darn low. In Arkansas, it's not great. Uh, in Bentonville in particular, it's actually really high, but as well as unemployment low, but uh, that doesn't mean you don't still have folks sitting on the sidelines and opportunities for folks. So you not only have folks who are in maybe the jobs that they don't want to be in, they want to do something different. You have folks who could, are sitting on the sidelines who could still be pulled in to the, the ecosystem, but we've got to do something to, to inspire them and get them thinking about these opportunities in ways that they never would have thought about them before. Like, oh, that's not for me. Well, maybe it is. Yeah, I think we've got to push ourselves out of our comfort zone, right? So I think the the events are more than just like, oh, let me network and connect. But that's where jobs happen, right? Yeah. They happen through relationship. They happen through us coming together and connecting. Most roles don't happen by applications anymore. It, they come by relationships and uh, who you've been able to connect with. And so awareness is key, right? So for, for the a lot of the things we're talking about, about bringing women into technology, but for roles in general across the board. Um, so these events are great places places for you to even find out about roles. We do on our website, we actually post for companies all over Northwest Arkansas, just to broadly, because we cover such a vast audience, um, that we post those jobs so people know one centralized place that they can go look for roles that are open, that are specifically looking yeah. for women, right? I mean, men as well, but um, that are specifically looking for that female audience. Cool. And, I, and I'm not sure if you said it before, I don't remember, but uh, maybe you can clarify for our audience if uh, whether you have or not, or, or just repeat it because it's important to know what are technology jobs? What does that actually mean versus maybe what people think, think it means? So this is actually one of my favorite questions, and this was not teed up, but this is just the passion of who I am. So I think we get extremely caught on what technology and what technology roles are, and we have to this point really defined them as a segment of a company, right? That we have a, our technology group, and that exists of our engineers and our data scientists, right? Really focusing in on the developers and engineers. Um, and that's actually an untrue statement. Right. So technology is everything. Okay. Um, you could, and this is the message we have to get to our kids early on, is that you can want to be and do anything you want and do that career in technology. Um, you guys, have, you, you're hearing at this NWA Tech Summit about the vast amount of AI and how technology is developing and growing. Um, and as that grows, so will the amount of people using it. It will no longer be segmented and compartmentalized into these specific roles. So we really need to broaden that message message, um, take that out and let, let everyone, kids, adults, understand that there is more to technology, more open roles than just our development and coding. Well said, well said. Um, so Tech Summit, this is your first Tech Summit, I believe? It is. Wonderful. It is. So uh, what were you expecting now, the Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit, and what have you gotten out of it so far? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to say, um, and I, this might be backwards answering it, but I have actually been blown away. So I am a tech conference person. I go to tech conferences all over the U.S. Um, it's what I'm passionate about because I love to learn and grow. And so I, I know that Northwest Arkansas is smaller than like metropolitan Charlotte and some of the other cities that I've been in. Um, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but I have absolutely, this is day one and I'm already blown away. The amount of community that's here, the amount of connection, the amount of vendors, um, just the way to plug into our community and really see full force in conference form what all we actually have living in this in this Northwest Arkansas area. Yeah, you know, I'm going to break out some statistics for you or a, a particular statistic that I, I like to cite for folks that might surprise you. Um, did you know that Northwest Arkansas has a higher density of workers in tech than Charlotte? Okay, so I'm going to say I probably <laughs> would not have believed that until, honestly, today. And again, yeah. I, I lived here before. Um, I've been back here a little over eight months. But today, it's full force of yes, I believe this. Yeah, it's it's pretty fascinating. Like when I uncovered that statistic one day, it blew me away too because it's it's hard to see sometimes. Um, but it, it ha we also have a higher density of tech workers than Nashville than Denver, we have exactly the same density of tech workers as San Francisco. This is a tech hub. Yeah, I don't care what absolutely. it's been labeled, it is a centralized tech hub and, and we need to leverage that, right? So um, we can really make sure that we're taking this vast array of people, skill set and population and bringing them into these roles. That's right. Um, let's talk about Bentonville. I'd love it if you could tell me a hashtag because Bentonville story. That's something that happened where you look at it and you go, I think maybe that could only happen in Bentonville or describes the essence of the place. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we lived here, like I mentioned, I worked for Walmart for a few years before. And so we lived here a little over three years. Um, we came from a large city, moved back to a large city. And what my husband and I quickly knew when we moved back to Charlotte was that we at some point would bring our family back. We didn't know exactly when that would be, but there are things that happen in this city. Um, it's a small enough place where you get to raise your, your, your kids and kind of that small town feel, but it's also the big city, right? You've got all of these companies, you've got restaurants, you've got community galore. And so we knew that we wanted to bring our family back. And so a little over eight months ago, we now are back full force here in this area with our family. So hashtag because Bentonville. Awesome. Well, it's a wonderful place to bring a family, it is. wonderful place to raise a family. But how about those schools? Yes. Yeah. It's the yes. top, uh, top 2% in the nation for Bentonville schools mm -hmm. in particular, and all the other schools north, across Northwest Arkansas are very competitive too. Uh, so it's it's a wonderful place, not just to raise a family, but to even get kids educated. Absolutely, that was key for us. When we looked at schools, there's a multitude of cities we could have actually moved to, and um, we chose Bentonville due to the schools. Perfect. So if you could, uh, my last question for you is, uh, if you had a, if you could create a slogan for your life, what would that slogan be and why? It would be simple. It would be change and impact. I want my legacy when I leave here to really be nothing about me. I want it to be about the people and lives that were changed and impacted due to what this organization and anything else that I'm involved in does. Um, it's not me that matters. It is what myself as the vessel on what I can impact and change around me. That is a fantastic slogan. Thank you. Thanks for the work that you do. And thanks for joining me on the Bentonville Beacon podcast. Thank you for having me. Okay, let me introduce you to Brent 
Blecha, who is the VP of Operations and part of the founding team for Retail Aware. Brent, welcome to the show. Thank you, James. Always great to be here. Yeah, in fact, I should say welcome back to the show. Um, by the time this airs, we will have aired a couple of episodes about the current fuel artificial intelligence and machine learning accelerator. I, I say current, I guess, yeah. is yesterday was technically the last day of, there's never a last day of an accelerator, but the, the last day of the 12-week the, the immersive uh, experience. Yeah, you're not, they're not getting rid of us that easy. You're yeah, absolutely exactly. right. Good. I, ho I hope not. Um, so instead of uh, sort of going into about your company, about you, uh, because folks can check out that episode to, or those episodes uh, to find you, will you give me just a, a quick 15-second uh, highlight reel, if you will, of, of Retail Aware. Yeah, I, I think the number one thing we're doing is keeping the right products on the shelf for consu for consumers, for customers, uh, for both brands and retailers, and we do that with our proprietary sense technology. Perfect, perfectly said. Uh, well, I mean, I think we can all think back. Uh, we'll, we're still seeing these experiences occasionally, but we can all really think back about two to three years uh, to, to COVID and really think about what that experience was like and how Retail Aware could probably have been helpful then, at least to the extent that it could have. Sure, I think that's why we're getting so much traction with things like uh, this today. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about Tech Summit. You're a rookie to the Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit. What has that experience been like for you? Oh my God, it's, it's been amazing. Anytime you can be talking to the number one retail company and some of the people that are surrounding it, people that have gone before you and how to get in there and some of the really great, cool things they've done has been just incredible. I, I went to uh, the retail innovation uh, yesterday in particular and talked to a guy that like started and built the Luminate product, project wow. and program that, that Walmart will be rolling out, I think March 1st. Uh, and listening to his experience was just absolutely incredible and invaluable. Awesome. Um, you know, when you were on uh, the show recently, you told a hashtag because Bentonville story. And then after the after we were done recording, you went, oh, man, I know exactly the the story I should have told, or at least I should have said on the episode. So here's your your take two. What's your hashtag because Bentonville story? Yeah, well, so the reason I actually didn't use it is because it didn't happen in Bentonville. It happened out in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, in California where I was out there for a different accelerator program and I run into this this guy and we start talking I find out he's from Bentonville Arkansas it's this guy right here and uh, we start talking about barbecue we started talking about whole hog you told me about a different one that I the name slips me now. Probably rights. And then, probably rights. I think I actually have been there and it's amazing, yeah. And then we started, you told me about mountain biking, everything that Bentonville has going on and the pickleball and like the cool things that have happened since I was there, uh, since I was last here in, in Bentonville. And so then we're like, well, let's let's start a conversation later. And we kind of just left it as as that. And the next week we, we get on the phone, we start talking and you tell us about the fuel accelerator program, what a great thing it could be for us. And at the end of the conversation, you said, and I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that we are a membership-based organization and retail aware should join the, Bent the Greater Bentonville Chamber of Commerce. And we did that same day, we became a member, we got into the fuel cohort, and that's why I've, I've been here this last 12 weeks. 
<laughs> That's amazing. Well, you, you know, I, I told you that because of the opportunities that would open up for <laughs> Absolutely. you. But since just um, a couple of hours ago, we just named our new CEO of the chamber. I hope that he he watches this and <laughs> maybe you'll get a raise or, or get, get and, promoted. And here's that. Um, yeah. You know, as we sat down here, you said, oh, wait, but I have yet another story. So you want to tell that one? Yeah, I, I would love to. So um, earlier this week, I, I was at kind of a, a pitch competition thing where a VC would kind of explain uh, how they thought through the process, which is great insight to anything uh, that, that we're doing can, can have, right? But in the room next door was was Snoop Dogg, who evidently is is purchasing, I don't know what I can say or not say, uh, might be proprietary, but he was actually in 20 feet away from me, him mm -hmm. and several of his entourage were in the building. And I don't know that that would have happened anywhere anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not the first time. Um, uh, he's working on a project. Sounds that's like it won't be the he's last. Work, he's working on a project. Yeah, won't yeah, be yeah, the, yeah. The, okay. the last time. Okay. But that's funny because I uh, I was at that uh, at that that pitch yeah. and, and watch your pitch. Nice job, yeah. uh, by the way. And um, it was Mercury Ventures visiting from uh, from Houston, uh, and. Uh, Somebody next to me said, hey, there's Snoop. And I looked out the door. And, of course, uh, a couple of minutes later, he left and, of course, walked past the door we were standing by. And my wife is a huge Snoop fan. So I went home and went, hey, I was a foot from Snoop today. Yeah. She's like, what? Hanging and I said, no, he's dog. just walking by. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that big a deal. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a big deal, right? It's kind of cool. But, uh, but it's... That's the kind of experiences that you have in Bittenville. You just never know who's going to uh, be near you. I don't remember the uh, the episode. Um, I don't remember the episode, and I don't remember the person in the episode who told the story. But they were talking about sitting at the bar at 21C, and they were discussing somebody they saw in another room and said, "Is that who I think it is?" And the guy next to them turned and looked at him, went. Yes, yes, that's exactly who you think it is. And um, and they said, and they looked at him and, said, and it was something like, oh, thank you, Harrison. And it was Harrison <laughs> Ford. <laughs> like, no big we had deal. a conversation in the next couple yeah. hours. And that's what happens here. Uh, Unbelievable. Riff, thanks for uh, hopping on the show. Oh, wait, oh, I've got one more question for you. Yeah, yeah, hit me. Um, yes, ChatGPT asked this question. Okay. If you could choose any fictional character to be your personal assistant, who would it be and why? Fictional character be my personal assistant. This is an easy one. I'm a Disney fan, and I think I would choose Genie from Aladdin. Oh, I think we could get nice. a lot done together. Yeah, yeah, that is a solid choice. <laughs> I love it. Brent, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling my your pleasure. two new hashtag because Bentonville stories. There we go. Thank you so much. Okay, let me introduce you to Kayla Morris, who is the owner of Marketing Main Street. Kayla, welcome to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. You betcha. Why don't we start off by you telling the audience about yourself? What should the Bentonville Beacon audience know about you? Well, let's see. I own Marketing Main Street. We are a dedicated local business marketing agency. We're located um, in downtown Rogers because we just wanted to be in a downtown mom and pop shop community. Mm -hmm. And that's really our passion. Um, there are so many, you know, vendor agencies here and agencies that really cater to corporate. And that's fantastic. I get I get why they do it. Um, but I did see a gap for uh, for the mom and pop shops, you know, for the local businesses who kind of needed someone to stand in the gap for them on 
marketing services and support. So that is what we do. I love that you said stand in the gap because I know what our experience is with you. The Greater Bentonville Area Chamber of Commerce is one of your customers. You all do a fabulous uh, job for us. And it's really hard for a small business or a small team, like the chamber team in the scheme of things is small but mighty, uh, but it's it's really hard for a team of that size to do, to have like a focused marketing effort. And so what you do is pretty phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, do you want to expand on that more? You talked a little bit about the problem and how you're solving it, but talk sure. more. Sure, yeah, talk absolutely. So what I have found is that most smaller businesses, most smaller organizations, they do not need typically full-time marketing staff. Um, and so we, we can come in and provide services at fewer hours, you know, and they're taking a big portion of the money that they would spend on marketing, you know, salary and benefits and all of that, and actually getting it to put it toward ad revenue, video production, things like that. They're obviously organizations that need MDs, that need marketing directors and CMOs and things like that. And we actually support organizations like that all the time because it's always more than a one-man band can handle. We love to do that too. And we, we get to make them look good. But when an organization isn't quite there yet, but they definitely need it taken off of their plate, you know, it's just like, my wife can't handle this anymore, or my daughter, or, you know, whoever was handling it. Um, because they grew, you know, they grew and we love to be a part of that growth journey. And we like to get them to the point where, hey, you actually kind of need someone to manage us now. <laughs> you, you, yeah. need, you need us, you need another staff member. You're, you've actually grown to that point. Whenever you're op opening another location, you know, uh, we, we grow as they grow and um, we advise them along the way. And that's what I love to do. Yeah, and that is a that's a great position for a company to be in, right? Where they need somebody to manage you. Yes, uh, yes. And, and folks really need to think about that, right? That's probably a pro tip that you just threw out there for most everybody right. who's engaging with a marketing agency that isn't necessarily an intuitive thing that you need, do need somebody on your staff to manage the marketing Absolutely. team. Absolutely. Uh, but y'all do such a, a wonderful job and you're really helping the chamber. And I know there's a lot of, you know, amazing marketing that's coming uh, over the next so months and, and years yes. as we start. Well, as we start letting the community know more about who we are. Yes. And that's all I'll say on that. We'll, yes, no we'll spoilers. We'll get to that soon, yeah. Um, so talk about uh, uh, Tech Summit. This is your first Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit. Welcome, Rookie. Thank you. This is my inaugural Tech Summit. Um, and we are also participating heavily in the event as a vendor. So um, my team is actually, I, I tell people we're in charge of all the pretty, all the press, all the promotion, and then um, so many elements of the design that you've seen out there. Our team has handled that, um, and then we've also we've obviously partnered with Chris, who has managed us and um, worked well with his him on his logistics side of it, and uh, the the chamber staff, you know, to help pull it all together. It has truly taken a village. It has come t together to be, I mean, more than. My expectations were high, and then to exceed my expectations is a big deal. So, I mean, not that I'm special, but I set really high bars for myself. So whenever we went past that, I was like, man, look, look at what we all done together. 
Yeah, it is. It's a fabulous conference. Um, let's uh, jump to a question about Bentonville. I'll call this a hashtag because Bentonville question. That is something that happened in Bentonville where you look at it and you go, you know what? That could only happen here or describes the essence of the place. Well, I'll give you a little sneak peek into my origin story. Okay. Um, not that I'm a superhero or anything. <laughs> um, Everybody's a superhero right, in their I, own I way. Actually, yeah, I can make yes. that argument for sure. Um my very first customer was in Bentonville, and um, she had Sandy Sue's gluten-free bakery. Love Sandy, Sandy Love Maclum. Love Sandy hey Sue. Um, hang on one one minute before you go further. I will tell you that we've had Sandy Sue on the podcast, and you should check out that episode. She's phenomenal. It's awesome. She um, she she and I got connected on LinkedIn, and it was just kind of you know um, it all happened very very suddenly. But she is an entrepreneur who left corporate. I'm an entrepreneur who left corporate, and we kind of built our businesses together. And so I've grown into this you know, this larger staff and this needing this um, this actual brick and mortar space. She has grown out of her bakery mm-hmm. at East Street Market into um, an actual restaurant um, out near Centerton. Yeah. And whenever I had, I had made the decision, I'm going to have to work for myself. I went to Bentonville. I started looking for businesses in Bentonville to collaborate with and to say, hey, I'm offering this service. Do you need it? And she said, yes. And That's it great. has been a phenomenal journey. That's fantastic. I love hearing that that Sandy Susan's your first customer. She was my very first. That's awesome. Um, okay, I've got one last question sure. for you. Uh, straight from ChatGPT. Okay. ChatGPT wants to ask you, if you had to live in a board game, which game would you live in? Settlers of Catan, no question. Um, we're huge board gamers in my house. Nice. And... I'm extremely competitive. I, if I could live there and just dominate all of the iron and wheat and build all of my cities, build my entire kingdom, I, w- I would dominate. I would dominate Catan or Catan, depending on who you're asking. We don't play with house rules. We play by the regular rules. But I think if I were going to incorporate my own version of it, I'd have some sort of like dragon card so I could burn down everyone else's cities and <laughs> villages. I am... I'm kind of competitive. <laughs> I was going to say not competitive at all, are you? Every, um, we play for my birthday, and I always make up my own rules for my birthday, and I get to just burn down other people's cities, <laughs> villages, whatever I want, and I win. <laughs> I, I understand. You know, um, a book re- I'm reading right now is about play, and um, I was thinking about my favorite board game, Monopoly, who nobody will play with me yep. because I have the same, like, I want to I, I rule the world, totally ruthless. <laughs> In, the, in that game. And uh, that book had the nerve to say that it's no longer a game if, if, if like you get to the domination part. And I, and it argued that because part. it's not fun. Well, that's the thing. It argued it's not fun. I highly disagree. It's completely fun for me. It might not be fun for anyone else. <laughs> yeah. but that's not my problem. <laughs> exactly. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation, Kayla. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, let me introduce you to Paul Rowe, who is a software consultant at Source Allies. Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks. For, glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell the audience, what should they know about you? Well, um, I'm a software development consultant at Source Allies. Um, we're a software consultancy up in Des Moines, where I live. 
Uh, I've actually been down here to the Northwest Arkansas region uh, countless times at this point over the past few years. Um, my brother-in-law uh, lives with his family down in Fayetteville and works at the university, so we've come down to visit them uh, quite a few times. In fact, I'll be down here again for Thanksgiving here in a few weeks. Um, so it's a it's a great area. Um, I really like the combination of you know enough urban to you know do some things, have some amenities, but still you know just a just a 30-minute drive from the Ozark Mountains. There's a lot of bike trails. It's a really uh, really in tune with nature area. So it's a really pleasant area to visit. Very cool. What's some of your favorite places that you've been able to get out to here? Uh, we've been down to Devil D Devil's Den a couple mm -hmm. of times. That's really popular with the kids. Yeah. Um, you have a really solid botanical center. Went there. Um, we've been to the museum a few times. Um, the kids are getting a little older for that now, and we've been a few times. So they're not as excited about it. But, yeah, all uh, really interesting places to visit um, and really accessible. So Cool. I love the museum. Uh, take my three-year-old boy there all the time. Devil's Den is a beautiful place, and everybody should visit if they haven't. Yeah. Uh, talk about... Uh, source allies, what is it, what problem do you solve? Who do you solve it for and how do you do it? Yeah, so we're a software consultancy. So we build custom software solutions for um, other companies. Uh, we don't build anything ourselves and sell it. We're not trying to like market a product or anything. We just market our, our people. And we really pride ourselves in having, you know, highly skilled um, software engineers, uh, data analysts, uh, product owners, the, the whole suite of people that are really, really passionate generalists that can come in and help companies solve problems that are maybe a little uh, outside their wheelhouse, or maybe they just don't have the capacity to solve. Um, and we've been doing that now for 21 years uh, in central Iowa, and uh, for companies from you know small to Fortune 100 companies. So, no neat, awesome. What's um uh, let's talk about Tech Summit. Okay. So you're a Tech Summit rookie. I am. What are you expecting to get out of uh, the Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit? So I came down here really to kind of see what is the tech scene like in Northwest Arkansas. I mean, coming from Des Moines, which is not Silicon Valley, and most people don't know about the amount of tech that's in Des Moines, I expected it to be similar in the sense that it's kind of a tech scene that flies a little under the radar. You bet. Um, and that's what I, f I found coming down here. There's a lot of uh, really interesting technology going on here. There's a lot of really interesting companies that are really engaging with their technical presence. Um, so it's been really exciting to see. Uh, it's a neat, neat conference. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it. Yeah, and Des Moines is, like you said, it's, it's flying under the radar. I think it's probably flying under the radar less and less. You wanna talk about that scene a little bit more? I think they have a pretty cool scene, you have a pretty cool they, scene there. They do have a pretty good tech scene and it is getting a little bit, um, it is becoming a little bit more well-known. I think that just all uh, the kickoff that happened last night, mm -hmm. it was mentioned really well with the, uh, the corridor project that, that you're doing with Tulsa, where a lot of these, you know, Midwest, non-coastal areas are starting to kind of pop up a little bit more and people are looking to these areas for you know a lower cost of living higher quality of living um and they're finding that it turns out that you know people that don't live on the coasts also have computer science programs and they're graduating cs uh, people and have been for 20 years so there's all these people um in the midwest and des moines no different um, uh, ISU, Iowa State University is 45 minutes north in Ames and it, it's uh, you know, considered a top uh, computer science school for software development. 
Um, University of Iowa is well respected in that field as well. And, uh, you know, we have Minneapolis and Omaha uh, within a stone's throw away. So there's definitely a lot of uh, up and coming tech scene in Des Moines. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, a lot of folks. Uh, uh, in the coastal areas, don't know what's happening in the middle of the country. And I got to tell you, you're missing out if you're not paying attention to what you might refer to as the uh, as the flyover country. There's a lot happening. Um, since you've spent some time in this area and perhaps in Bentonville, I'd love to ask you the trademark question of this show, which is a hashtag because Bentonville story question. In other words, do you have a story about something that happened in Bentonville where you look at it and go, maybe that could only happen here or describes the essence of this place? Yeah, so, um, you know, we were down in, we spent most of our time kind of down in the Fayetteville, kind of the southern, southern northwest part, yeah, southern part of northwest Arkansas. And we came up to Bentonville one evening to just kind of check, it, check out the place. And we went to downtown Bentonville to the square. And one thing I think that's really cool about Bentonville is as built up as it is, I mean, it's a, it's a good sized city. This is not a small town, but yet that small town square is the same kind of atmosphere, that small town like uh, county seat square that you would see in you know all of the 5,000 and 10,000 person cities or, or towns around Iowa, all the little county seats where, you know, it's like just like a, a central square with like shops around. Yeah. And, you know, we walked down and I think there's a, it was like a skating rink, I think, like a block away. And there's the, uh, I believe the, the, the Walmart museum is right there on the square and just a lot of really cool stuff to see. And it's just like a really walkable area. And I think that's what I really like about Bentonville is that you've managed to grow, but still keep your city very walkable and approachable by everybody. That's cool. Yeah, and we're working very hard to keep it that way. Uh, there's a cool project going on called the Quilt of Parks Project where we're trying to connect all our parks across the city. Part of that is to take the uh, the part of the road that's in front of the, the courthouse there on the square, running down to the skating uh, rink to Phillips Park uh, that you saw, and of course past the 21C Hotel, and then going the other direction for a ways, turning that into a, a promenade. And there's going to be beautiful seating areas and places for kids to play and and uh, just it'll be sort of a walking mall one that you can still cross over you know by car we're not stopping anybody from driving around anywhere but we just continue to do more and more of that make sure uh, that the city actually has a metric for uh, the square miles or, or amount of available green space parks uh, per person or maybe it's per mile, I think it's per person. So it's it's very intentional. And I think it's gonna make your city a lot more sustainable from a sustaining a city over the long term. It's gonna keep the city from getting into the situation where you have these um, you know, grocery deserts right. or just suburban, it's kind of ironic that there's a lot of deserts um, in like the outer edge of cities where it's just suburbs and just, you know, rows and rows of houses built, but yeah, there's nothing else out there to do. So everyone has to drive 10 minutes to anything. And that's just not a really sustainable way to build a city these days. Uh, no, it's not. And you know, once you lose a green space, it's gone. Once you lose a space to put a pocket of businesses that can support the neighborhoods around you, it's just gone. It's never coming back. And cities really need to think about that. That's the way you build sustainable cities. And I'll call it also sort of thoughtful cities yeah. uh, as well. Um, for the, uh, the final question I have for you um, is, as a software uh, consultant, uh, what 
a software development consultant, what programming language do you believe will become obsolete next and why? Well, I think there's two answers to that question. Okay. The first one is that no programming language ever becomes obsolete because <laughs> yes. you can't seem, they're like zombies. You can't, uh -huh. they're hard to kill. So nobody's killed COBOL? Nobody's co killed COBOL. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of companies would, would fail horribly without it. Um, your bank probably being one of them. But I think that some of the, um, like Groovy, for example, is a language running on the JVM. I think that's probably on its way out. Uh, some of these languages really did a good job of illustrating gaps in other programming languages at their time. But now those other programming languages fill those gaps. So that kind of crutch of an intermediate language is really no longer necessary or really worth the complexity and the, the you know, like the, just the complexity of learning multiple languages. Sure. I think those are gonna kind of move out of the way space. But they did a really, they, they should be respected for what they did at the time. Absolutely. Well, perfect. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Let me introduce you to my coworker, Jasmine Rara, who is the Director of Community Development and Education at the Greater Bentonville Area Chamber of Commerce. Jasmine, welcome to the Bentonville Hi, Beacon Podcast. thank you, I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here and to learn a little bit more about you. Yes. Would you start by sharing with the Bentonville Beacon audience a little bit about yourself? Yes, I am a transplant. I came from California. I will have my Northwest Arkansas anniversary on Thanksgiving to the day. Wow. And um, fun fact about me, I love the cold. So I still have my honeymoon phase when all of this cold is shifting and everything just feels magical. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, I think winter arrived a little bit early today. I'd like to kick it out for a moment. I love it. Let's have fall first. <laughs> um, at least it's not snowing. I don't know. No, Thanksgiving Day. That's yes, cool. Yeah. There, on the way here, there was some little icicles and, and in my head, I was like, magic. This is a magical place. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's it's very cool. I walked outside and saw frost yes. this morning. It was amazing. Yes. Um, so you've been at the chamber for three months. Um, talk about your role. What's that? What do you do? So, from my understanding, is that I have dual roles. Is one of them is building community as well as education. So with the community aspect of it, my hopes is to bring really the community together in regards to um, other chambers working together or just the neighboring cities as well working together and have the commonality of sharing resources for all of our communities um, that we serve. And in the education portion of what my role entails is really providing a resource for our for our school districts here in Bentonville as well as Pea Ridge and really letting them know or giving them that that voice of hey this is what's happening in our schools or providing a, a teachers award for them and really celebrating their accomplishments that's wonderful uh, you know uh, earlier and what we're probably going to do with them is package them into one episode, Tech Summit episode of their their own and maybe think about what we might do in the future with like some school episodes. We had four or five Ignite students come by and they sat in that chair, they each sat in that chair and I felt a little less smart. <laughs> 
a lot less smart. They're so darn smart. The future is bright. Yes, very intelligent. I had fun with um, some of them that went by our chamber booth. Yeah. Um, Tried, reached out my hand, shook their hand, and and gave them a little tip of you need to be firmer with your handshake. (laughs) Employers love that confidence, and they would know right off the bat that this guy is this person is confident. (laughs) Well, I know they made it to your booth before they made it back here. And so I will uh, let you know that they took your advice because all of them had fantastic handshakes. That makes me happy. I've done my day. My day. You've done your work. Bye. Right? Well, other than that, uh, what's the most meaningful thing about your work or, or that's happened since you've been part of this chamber team? Yeah, so my background has always been in nonprofit, and I love the aspect of being a connector and providing that resource for the community, whether it's the startups. And if I don't know the question, I love the fact that I know somebody that does. Or if it, if it has to do with health, it's, again, connecting all of our community members to what their really needs are and providing that support for them. That, to me, is my passion. Well, you're in the right place for that yes. because that is 90% of the work that a chamber does is connecting. Um, I love that you have this passion for startups because I've got so many that I need to introduce you to as well and to the startup community and can't wait to do uh, more of that. Um, So this is your first Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit. What's the experience been like for you? It's honestly been inspiring. For as a transplant, a person that's lived in uh, in Kansas for over third or not Kansas, California, for over thirty years, I've had this stigma in my head for what the center of America looks like, and I, uh, I honestly was amazed, and I am amazed by all of the support that not just you know like the community members provide, but the companies. There, there, there's this level of competition but it's also a level of respect with it. And they, they help each other along. Um, if they're, if they're um, flourishing, they'll bring the other with them. So to me, that's really exciting. And again, it's going back to being a connector and, and seeing that, oh, people are, are there's my tribe. That's, that's my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's really good. I mean, the and when you talk about the tribe, I mean the the DNA, the culture of the tribe here in Northwest Arkansas and in Bentonville is exactly what you just described. It's one of sometimes you're in competition, but I'll describe it then as co-opetition, right? Yeah, it's you're lifting up word. the folks next to you as you go because. There is, as fast as this place is growing, there's plenty to go around for absolutely everybody. And you're actually accelerating the place and creating even more opportunity uh, by doing that. Yes, and and you know what I'm also all about, if other people can help me, bring them on. (laughs) So so therefore I could, I could, focus my things on other other categories or other aspects, so. Absolutely. <laughs> well, in your uh, short time in Bentonville, you must have some stories so far, or maybe you do. I'm looking for a hashtag because Bentonville yes. story. Will you tell me a story about something that happened or a moment where you look back at it and you think that could only happen in Bentonville or it describes the essence of the place? So I, for me, it's comparing it to California. It's honestly been really easy to network. 
people here, because Bentonville, people here just are genuinely nice and genuinely want to connect and genuinely want to help. And that could be because they understand because there are some transplants here, some, <laughs> some, <a> yeah. <laughs> some transplants here that understand where, where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, in Bentonville in particular, 64% of the people who live here aren't from the state of Arkansas. However, that other 36% hasn't really left. I mean, sure, some folks have left, but but what's incredible to me is that you have this rapidly growing place, all this amazing stuff is happening, and sometimes... Oftentimes, in the places I've been around the country, folks go, oh, no, 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 we don't want that. But here, the locals embrace it. Like, yes. come on. There's, yes. And they're so welcoming. And then you have all these people com coming from all over the place. And in their nature, they're so welcoming. And then you have all these builder types who want to go out and do cool stuff and, and break things and do cool stuff to make the world better. And, and, and that's what's making this happen. It's yeah. really incredible. And, and what, I've, what I've noticed from my experience, my almost two years experience here is that people aren't afraid to fail forward yeah. because they know they have a support. They know they have a community behind them. So to me, if, if, if we can all do that and learn from our failures, how great would that be? And, and to me, I think that's why Northwest Arkansas in general is just a great gem to yeah. be in. You know, uh, that's an important thing too, because uh, you know, places like Silicon Valley and some other places around the country, a handful, uh, mind you have uh, maybe less than a handful have really understand the fell forward attitude uh, and you hear it talk about it in other places and you're like oh I don't think they understand what that means yet and maybe one day they'll, they'll uh, grasp it but here people absolutely have grasped that and are willing to just try stuff and yes, see what happens yes um, okay I've got one last question yes. for you uh ChatGPT wants me to ask you, Jasmine, uh, how has being a single mother shaped your journey in powerlifting and in your professional life? Yes. So um, I have a competition in November and it has really, I think it has provided me the dedication um, as a single mother for the longest time. You just, there, there is no, no, you just have to brace which you have to do in, in, in powerlifting <laughs> and move forward, get it up, go, go get it. And to me, I think that really goes hand in hand with just not, um, not when people say it's inspiring, it's more of like, no, it's, it's your true testament of dedication. It's your true testament of who you want to be and really stay on that path of the focus on who you really are and want to be. I love that. There is no no. There is no I no. I mean, that's straight <laughs> perseverance right there. And, and you know, I, I think you can think about that in the way of talking with people also. Not only is it about perseverance, but even in just general life, when you say there is no no, you can think of it as there's just not that way. We're going to get there to that end game, but maybe there's a different way. There's all kinds of ways that you can spin that, that really, I, I just love that. There is no no. I'm going yeah. to use that. <laughs> it's just a not right now or no, try another way. Exactly. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> That's perfect. Thank you, Jasmine. Yes, thank you for thank coming you for on the podcast. Me. Enjoyed learning more about you for a few minutes and looking more uh, to that as, as your coworker thank and you. colleague and friend. <laughs> yes. So thanks. Thanks, Jasmine.
All right, next let me introduce you to GB Kazas, who is the founder and CEO of Emory Solutions. GB, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, will you share with our audience about yourself? What would you like the Bentonville Beacon audience to know? Uh, dad of three, three girls, so I'm a girl dad, and um, spent a lot of time in NWA and love the community up here, love the outdoors, so kind of a typical story, I guess. Awesome, how old are your girls? Uh, 12, 10, and seven, so oh, they wow. keep me busy, very busy. That's a cool range. Well, we are about to have our first girl in uh, December. Awesome, congratulations. Yeah. We have a boy, get the girl, I think we're done. Gr girls will change everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so tell me about Emory Solutions. Uh, what's the problem you're solving? Who are you solving it for? How yep. do you do it? We're a tech and data company, so we focus on small and medium-sized companies. We really started uh, just a couple of years ago, focusing on Arkansas-based companies to help them, uh, who, they're not tech companies themselves, but they use technology, so we help them figure out how to leverage that technology to do what they do better, uh, more efficiently. Uh, so whether it's building custom software and integrating systems or helping them take all the data they have and make sense of that data so they can make better decisions in, in, in their day-to-day -day operations. Oh, cool. And so you're based in Conway, which is in central Arkansas. We are. Um, all of our teams up here in NWA. Uh, I'm the only one in Conway. Uh, okay. But I spend about half my time up here and then half the time in, in the Little Rock area. Sure. Okay. Well, perfect. Yeah. So you're doing work with the uh, Northwest Star, uh, Northwest Arkansas Council too. So what's that work all about? So that's where I do some consulting work with the council. Been doing that for years, uh, helping the region with their tech strategy, uh, and really focus on workforce development. So how do we uh, take homegrown talent uh, in the state of Arkansas, grow them and develop them so that they can be great uh, fits and assets for the companies located here in the region. Well, it's a great place to do it. Um, a lot of folks don't know that, or, or may not know that Bentonville, for example, has the same density of tech workers as San Francisco. Yeah, it's uh, in it, the opportunities uh, in Bentonville and NWA are enormous. And no matter, I always tell the team, no matter how much we produce, there'll still be a gap. There's always gonna be needing more and it's really broad and diverse across the tech sector. Yeah, you bet. So um, we're at the Northwest Arkansas Tech Summit. Uh, how many years have you been coming to Tech Summit and what are you expecting out of it this year? And I'll add one more part. Tell me about uh, past Tech Summits. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how many years, but I, for at least probably the last three or four, I believe. Um, it's a great event. Uh, so what are the three questions you want me to ask? Yeah, okay, you got the first one. How? Uh, tell me what you're expecting out of this year and about some of the past years, how so that experience has my been. My expectations are really the same every year. It's just about meeting people. Even though we're in the tech sector, which everybody kind of gets focused on the AI and machine learning, all the cool stuff, tech is still about people. And so at this events like this, it's such a great opportunity to meet people a lot smarter than me from all different backgrounds and how technology is changing their industry and how it's impacting what they're doing, how they're serving others uh, and learning from them and sharing what we're doing here in the state. And I really think it's a great opportunity to show off Arkansas. You know, we're not known for a tech hub, but we're changing that in NWA, which is exciting. And it's uh, and we see the event growing year over year and the different diversity that's coming in. It's it's fantastic to be making a name for ourselves. Yeah, you bet. I think people would be surprised uh, who aren't from here that came to the Tech Summit to see what's going on, to see the companies that are, are here. The companies, the talent, always lean in on the talent. We have great 
people. Yeah. They do great things. And if they could just get the opportunity to get on that stage, then they would showcase what we can do. You bet. Well, uh, being that this is the Bentonville Beacon podcast and you have a lot of experience here, talk about, uh, could you tell me a hashtag because Bentonville story and what that story is going to look like is it'll be something that happened here or a moment in time where you look back and go, I think that could only happen in Bentonville. You know, I, I have to go with change. Bentonville, just in a short amount of time that I've been known to Bentonville, it's changed so much and it's changing so rapidly. And the one thing I think is because everybody is pulling in the same direction. So the people of Bentonville, you know, hashtag people of Bentonville, because it's, it's a unique community doing a lot of unique things, but everybody's doing it together. And that's, I've been doing economic development too for a long time, or different parts of the country, and that's not always the case. So uh, that's, I, I can't imagine what it's going to look like in uh, 10, 20 years. We hit, may have a major football team here. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Well, we got soccer. Well, it's next door in Rogers, but uh, we just got two USL soccer it's, teams. Yeah, things yeah. like that are like, I, you know, I played soccer in college. It's like things like that are like, man, uh, every day I come up here a few days a week, and it's like every, every week I'm here, I'm like, that's new, that's new, there's new growth everywhere. <laughs> that's so true. That, that happens to me just on the way to work every day. <laughs> um, okay, last question. I'm gonna ask you kind of a fun question. Uh, GB, if you were a ghost, um, who or where would you haunt? Okay, if I was a ghost, I have to say that being born in New Orleans and having roots down in the South Louisiana, I would have to go down and haunt the French Quarter uh, because there'd be a lot of ghost friends to hang out with and a lot of activity and fun to, uh, to kind of haunt people. So that's where I'd have to go. <laughs> That'd be a great place to haunt people. And, um, you know, around the French Quarter, sometimes they're not in their best uh, state. Uh, look, I grew up, not grew up, I'm sorry, I spent a few years uh, after uh, my uh, after growing up in Arkansas, I spent my first few years as an adult in uh, New Orleans. Okay. And so, yeah, I can imagine haunting the uh, French Quarter would be uh, pretty prime. My girls have never been and probably never will. Don't let them go. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, thank you, GB. Thanks for coming on the show. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you to our Bentonville Beacon audience. Our incredible guests and your enthusiasm and engagement truly make this podcast a success. It's your commitment to discovery and connection that mirrors the spirit of our community, ever vibrant and forward moving. Please consider sharing these episodes with friends and colleagues to extend the reach of the insightful discussions held at the Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit. Each discussion shared adds to the rich tapestry of Bentonville's narrative. Revisit all of our episodes at bentonvillebeacon.com or on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay in tune with the pulse of Greater Bentonville. Until we meet again, keep embracing the discussions and ideas that exemplify Greater Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas, places of innovation, community, unique charm, places where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. See you next time.